It's episode 231, and today we're chatting about all the different transitions our guests have had to make over the years and where they are today. Everything from changing their diet from vegetarian to paleo, moving from the big city to the smaller city, changing careers, their fitness routines, and everything a married couple does as they prepare for parenthood. And it's just a great little story. Um, I really, really enjoy our guests today who are... Jesse and Marnie. Now, Jesse is a lifelong learner and continually researches the most current information on nutrition and nutritional health. In April 2016, he retired from chiropractic medicine after being in the clinical practice for four and a half years. It's time to take his health and message online to reach a larger audience. Jesse has always led an active lifestyle. He used to focus on long distance running, marathons, and cycling. He now has a more holistic approach to movement and fitness. Jesse is a firm believer in a proactive model of health. Now, Marnie simply said Marnie Wasserman's life is rooted in healthy eating and healthy living. Not only a nutritionist and chef, but also the co-host of the Ultimate Health Podcast. She's also the author of Fermenting for Dummies and Plant-Based Diet for Dummies. Marnie uses passion and experience to educate individuals on how to adopt a real food diet and a balanced lifestyle through simple strategies. Marnie loves to spend her time creating new recipes, practicing yin yoga, biking outdoors, or playing with her Australian shepherd goji. If you have questions about today's content, you can ask me them at healthfulpursuit.com slash contact. You can also catch up on previous podcast episodes by going to ketodietpodcast.com. Now, our guests today, they can be found in a lot of places. Oh, my goodness. But their blog is ultimatehealthpodcast.com. You can check them out on Instagram, Ultimate Health Podcast. And I did a podcast episode with them on Keto for Women. So if you go to ultimatehealthpodcast.com, you can look for me and listen to that as well. And without further ado, let's do this thing. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel, and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working. Did you know imbalanced hormones are generally at the core of all struggles that women face when it comes to our weight? Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get started with the show. Hi, I'm Marnie Wasserman, and I'm here with my partner, my husband, my co-host of the Ultimate Health Podcast, Jesse Chappis. And today we're going to be talking about a lot of the healthy transitions that we've made over the years, everything from our diet to our careers, to the way we engage with fitness, to our lifestyle. There's so much we're going to get into. But first, I want to start with a little bit of background on who I am, and Jesse will also share his background as well. So my background's in nutrition. I became a holistic nutritionist in Toronto, and this was definitely a huge passion of mine. I was living and breathing, healthy eating, healthy living, and I was so lucky to find a program that fit exactly what I was looking for. So I studied that, became a certified nutritionist. Then I went on to become a natural chef in New York City, and that was a wonderful program. I loved it. And those two worlds together allowed me to come back home to Toronto where I was living and start teaching cooking classes. So I had the opportunity to grow a business from scratch and engage with people and educate people on how to eat better, how to live better. And the focus at the time was on vegetarian eating. I hosted retreats, workshops. I also had the opportunity to write a couple of books. So this was a huge passion of mine and it uh, it was super fun. And during that journey, at some point, I met Jesse along the way and we started the Ultimate Health Podcast on the side as a hobby. And slowly over time, that became the focus of our career. And I also had a bit of a health crisis too, which I'll talk about later, that also allowed a lot of shifts that needed to be made and have taken me where I am today. And as Marnie mentioned, my name's Jesse Chappis. And before the podcast, I had a career as a chiropractor. And I actually practiced chiropractic for four and a half years. And Marnie mentioned we did the podcast on the side. And we did that for a couple of years before I retired. And things just evolved. We ended up getting some great sponsors. And the show really took off. And our passion for it really took off as well. 
and we love podcasting. We love spreading our health message. This transition, like we just talked about, of careers is one of many transitions we're going to get into. So why don't we start with that, since we kind of gave a little bit of background on who we were as people, what our former lives were. You know, Jesse and I both had jobs, quote unquote, that we went to every day, but we were also entrepreneurs. I had created a cooking school from scratch. I had a brick and mortar business. It took a lot of work, a lot of energy. And Jesse was running a practice. So we had to kind of, you know, fight for our clients, get people in the door. It was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. This is what we studied to become. And this is what we went to school for. And this is what we wanted to start our careers with. But it's interesting where life leads and when you have the opportunity to explore different things and the podcast being that thing for us. And thanks to Jesse, he had a background in podcasting. You had the passion. You kind of pulled me along. It was because of you that we really started the podcast. And we would have really never known that it would get to this point unless we jumped in and did it. And my background in podcasting, you touched on it quickly there. I had actually started another health podcast about a year before our show and a co-host and myself did that show for about six or seven episodes before stopping it. So there was about a year in between that podcast and starting our show. And during that year, I know I was trying to nudge and nudge and, and get you on board with starting a podcast because I love the medium so much. And I knew it was just such a great way of spreading our message. And eventually we were both, we had our heads together and we both went for it and, and we never really looked back. And this was five years ago. This was before podcasting is what it is today. They were out there, but they were not a popular medium, or especially in my world. I knew of them, but I had no idea the impact or the reach or the fun that we would have together. So it did take a little bit of time, but I'm so happy we did do it. And again, as we've said a couple of times, it was just a hobby. It was something we were doing when we got together. Jesse was living in a different city, about four hours away from where I was living. And when we started dating, and we'll get into our dating story later, but he would be coming into Toronto to come visit me and we would record on the weekends. And that's how our show started. Very kind of small, very rustic, very organic. And we just slowly built it up over time. And we had the opportunity as well early on because we had some connections and I did through my online world and I had been in the health space for over 10 years, we were able to get some really good guests on pretty early on. And we also have some great colleagues that were able to get on the show too. So we were able to start the show with some really great content initially, which I think really helped the momentum of it and consistency, which I know, Jess, you're such a keener on. Yeah, I think consistency is key. We've been putting out this show pretty much every week since we started it. And some weeks we've even put out two episodes. So consistency has been a big part of it. Having great guests has been a big part of it. And I want to talk about one of the aspects that we really love about the podcast outside of directly podcasting, which we love, but the freedom it gives us. So a big part of this is Marnie and I were able to actually live in a different city. We're going to talk about that transition. But doing the podcast allows us to actually travel down south. We've done this a number of years now and spend a good part of the winter because we're up in Ontario, Canada, where the winters are pretty harsh. And doing this podcast has allowed us to go down south, bring our microphones and live our life basically continuing on just in a less harsh climate. So the freedom has been just amazing. And that's something I don't think we knew what that would look like from the beginning. Again, we were both working day jobs. And when you're anchored to something like that, you know, me running a brick and mortar business, which requires so much of my time, my energy, my money, my focus, I had no idea the potential of what an online business could look like and that we would have the opportunity to not only move, but to be able to travel down south, as Jesse said. And, and then the financial benefit of not having overhead and not having to pay so much into something that you don't get to see at the end of the day when you're paying utilities and your staff and, you know, your business is making money, but like, what is left for you? That's, you know, the realization I came to when I decided to close my business was, oh my gosh, this podcast can make money. And in the beginning, it was making very little money. We got our sponsors, as Jesse alluded to before, that we got sponsors over time and we, you know, the podcast was making some money. So we knew there was an opportunity there. But now, you know, five 
five years later, it's, it's our full income. And that has allowed us to live the lifestyle that we want to live and to be able to travel and to do all these things and, and now to start a family. So it's, it's been such an incredible journey and it's really given me perspective on just being open-minded and not being so stuck to a way of thinking, especially with my career, you know, being stuck running my business, I thought maybe that was what I had to do for the next 10, 20 years. And the longer I did it, the more money I would make. But at the cost of what? My health, my well-being, how I was feeling, but seeing again how easy it was to make money with the with the online space and the podcast, it was it's pretty awesome. And a big theme of what we're talking about here, actually, the main theme is the transition and evolving. And we're going to get into not just a career, a number of other areas over the years that we've evolved in. And I think it's just important at this point to point out the fact that we'll use the podcast example, because that's what we're in right now, where you could never really predict us being here and doing this as a career, say, eight years ago and looking ahead. So and I think this is going to apply to a lot of the other things like where we're living now and our fitness routine, our diet. You know, a lot of times in life, we think we have it figured out and we just want to keep your mind open and point out the fact that a lot of this stuff we could have never predicted. And looking back, it just makes sense, you know, looking back in the rearview mirror. And I think it's important to know your end goal, too, of where you want your career to go, where you want your finances to go, more or less, because for us, something we've kind of figured out over time together, we didn't know when we first started, we didn't have any kind of business plan or roadmap as to this is going to be so successful and this is going to be what we're going to do. We didn't really know all that, but we did know, especially as we started to change our lifestyle and change where we lived, we realized how much we loved the lifestyle we were living. And it wasn't about more and more and more, meaning a bigger house, better cars, more staff. You know, we have kept things so simple. We have a very small team. And in the beginning, it was just Jesse and I starting the business, doing everything, mostly Jesse, because I was still working my other business for a longer period of time. So was I. So are you. Yes, he was doubling up. He was working by chiropractic by day and podcaster by night. And yeah, so now we have this small team, which is where we see it five, 10 years from now. We don't see this huge organization that's out of our control because family is really important to us and freedom is really important to us. So just as a takeaway for you, really think about, you know, the long game and is it about making more money? Is it about having the best of everything and about, you know, being a top CEO or whatever that is? Maybe it is and that's great, but maybe it's not. And maybe you're working towards something that's just so hard to reach anyways and you're just burnt out at the end of the day. Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. Okay, so you're likely supplementing with collagen, and if you've been following me a while, you know I don't align with any collagen brand because the quality is about the same everywhere. And my motto is, supplement with the stuff, just get one that's easy to find, doesn't break the bank, and use it often. But okay, so I found this beauty collagen that's 25 to 40% less expensive than other brands while having the same quality. So there's that. Plus, I'm about to share a 25% off coupon code with you, and I'm really excited about this. The brand is Fancy Formulas. It's the only collagen powder enhanced with MCT oil powder, biotin, and hyaluronic acid for bonus skin, hair, and nail benefits. And because of the added MCT oil powder, you can just add this collagen mix directly to water. You don't need any fancy smoothie making skills or coffee. You don't need a blender. Just mix with water and enjoy it. Pairing the collagen with MCT fats slows the absorption of protein and makes it so that you don't need to add it to anything else but water. Okay, there's three flavors. My favorite flavor before bed is the turmeric blend, and I can't go the morning without the charcoal lemonade before I break my fast. Now, you can go to fancyformulas.com slash KDP. Use the coupon code KDP for 25% off your entire purchase. Okay, that's fancy formulas.com slash KDP. Use the code KDP for 25% off. I don't know when this code is going to expire. I know that it will fairly soon. So if you're like, I need to load up with collagen, do it and enjoy it. 
I think you're making a great point here. And just to add to that, to reemphasize, you want to know your goal and then work back from there. So when you start to gain a level of success, oftentimes a lot of new opportunities open. So it could be a book deal, a keynote speech opportunity. We could go on and on. But as you become more and more successful, I'm speaking from the public figure realm, there are different opportunities that come your way. There's going to be a lot more podcasts that might want to interview you and a blog post that might want to do an interview, so on, so on. There's so many different opportunities and it's so easy to get caught up in this stuff and continue to continue to strive and make more money and, and take advantage of all these different opportunities. But in the end, is that what you really want? You want to make sure that your, you know, your core principles of what you want to do are there and that you're always evaluating different opportunities up against them and that you're always evaluating different opportunities with your goals. And some hard decisions are probably going to be made along the way, or it could be easy decisions, you know, and I'm just referring to the transition of Jesse and I moving cities, which we've alluded to a, a couple of times. And that was an interesting transition because it's not something I could foresee. I'm a girl who grew up in a busy city of Toronto. I could not even wrap my head around the thought of living somewhere smaller until Jesse and I started dating and I would come to Windsor where he lived and see the lifestyle here. And it was great. It was fun. It was fun to visit. But I, again, didn't even think about living here. But as we started to evaluate our lifestyle and our long-term goals and what we wanted, it was like, why do we need to be paying city prices? Why do we want to be around all this noise, the buses, the cars, the horns, everything? It was getting to us. So the decision for us was kind of easy. Also, it was hard because it takes a lot to move and move cities. And I was moving away from family. I was moving away from friends. So there's a lot involved in that. But ultimately, it was the right decision because here we are now in Jesse's hometown, Windsor, Ontario, living a simpler life. And we are living in a home that's very modest, but what we're spending is the same as what we were spending for a tiny, tiny apartment in Toronto. And we're just comfortable and we're happy. So you really have to sometimes really, you know, check in with all those different things. But the end result is is usually going to be a good thing. Yeah. And this, this kind of ties into what we were just talking about where knowing your goals and for us, a big goal of ours is simplicity. And you're going to notice that across this whole conversation, we've tried to really simplify our life with our career, with our living situation. And across the board, we're just looking for simplicity and, and an easier way of living. And we've gotten that here on, on so many levels in terms of our routines. And that's probably what we'll get into in a second. And, you know, our fitness routines, having more time for our dog. She has a backyard now. And it's just been amazing. And also taking care of a home has been a whole other thing. And Jesse's been really good at that. Like just having a, you know, a little property of your own to rake leaves and shovel snow. That just takes on different responsibilities and a different appreciation for your living space. Yeah, I think there's a definitely, I feel it, a certain level of fulfillment. It's work to do these different things around the home, but there's a certain level of fulfillment you get for doing them. So even after this recording, I'm going to be going out and raking up some leaves, but it's exercise, I'm outside, and I don't know, I'm just contributing to our home and there's there's something to that. I think it would be valuable at this point to go back and tell our story a little bit. So We've alluded to a lot of different things, but we'll, we'll kind of quickly go through it just to catch you up. So I grew up in Windsor, Ontario. Marnie grew up in Toronto, Ontario. I think Marnie mentioned it's about four hours apart. And we met through the online world. Marnie actually reached out to me through Facebook. And she knew I was at the time into marathon running and, and endurance biking. And she actually inquired, do you want to maybe go for a run sometime? So... I ended up taking her up on that offer and we ended up meeting in between the two cities for a number of months and we would meet up and we would bring our bikes and we do different, you know, active fun things together. And over time, we, we ended up forming this, this long distance relationship. And over time, I would end up going to Toronto most weekends. Marnie would come to Windsor maybe once every month or two, but I would spend most weekends going to Toronto. There was a lot more going on there. And we just, Marnie had her own apartment and, and we just ended up going that way. And 
over time, obviously we had to figure out what we were going to do for our living situation. So I had a chiropractic practice at that time, ended up retiring from that, closing that practice down. And when I moved to Toronto to be with Marnie, that's when I went all in on the podcast. So I think this was April, 2016 that I made that move. And at the time, Marnie had her her food studio and lifestyle shop and she was teaching cooking classes. And for a year, I ended up working full time in a coffee shop, mostly on the podcast while Marnie was working this business. And towards the end of that year, your passion for for your food studio started to dwindle. So maybe you want to talk about that. Yeah, that was definitely an interesting year because, again, me being in the big city, I think our thought process at the time was, of course, Jesse's going to come to Toronto. And if he decided to continue chiropractic, he can find a job there or other opportunities or the podcast, whatever it was. We thought the big city was the place to be. But it was really funny in that year how much digging and self-reflection I did on myself and on my business and really started to open up my mind to a different way of living. But what I really want to get into is the health crisis that I was experiencing during this time. And and also, as Jesse alluded to, my passion kind of dimming down after running cooking classes for 10 years. I was like, okay, this has been great. I've had fun doing this, but I think I'm ready for something new. Well, I think both of those are tied together because it has to do with your diet and you're teaching vegetarian cooking classes and eating a vegetarian diet at that time. Exactly. So yeah, you know, basically after about seven, eight years of being a vegetarian and, you know, running my business and, you know, living this passion. I wrote a book, Plant-Based Diet for Dummies. I also wrote Fermenting for Dummies, but I really believed and valued that a certain way of eating, being vegetarian, was the right way of eating for myself. And of course, it's what I was kind of talking about and preaching about. But when I started to experience different symptoms, my energy was going down. My digestion was off. I was feeling skin irritations. I just wasn't feeling my vibrant, healthy self. And it was a time of me really kind of trying to figure out what's going on. I did not think it was my diet because my diet was quote unquote so healthy. I was such a balanced, healthy vegetarian. I wasn't eating junk food. I wasn't eating just carbs. It was like all from scratch, really veggie based, really, you know, everything I was making, whether it was beans or grains, I was cooking them in their whole form. So I really didn't go to my diet at first. But after meeting with my naturopath, meeting with different health practitioners and looking at my blood and kind of getting little hints and tips like maybe you want to consider incorporating some animal protein, maybe you want to consider changing your diet. I was, you know, I I took it on, but I wasn't so sure. So it was really listening to guests that were on our podcast that had a similar story as myself, people who had been vegan, raw vegan, vegetarian, had some kind of health breakdown, started to make changes, started to incorporate animal protein, and they transformed their health. So I kept hearing this story after story, guest after guest, and I started kind of connecting the dots, looking at my blood work taking all this information in. And it took a bit of time from there for me to realize that, okay, let's think about changing my diet. And all of a sudden it was interesting because as that seed was planted, my body started to actually crave a little bit of animal protein. And it started with eggs. Then it went on to fish and chicken and then eventually red meat. And I, I knew that you know, adding these foods in was potentially going to help, but I didn't understand the impact. And then when I was eventually diagnosed with Hashimoto's and realized that finally there was an answer to all the symptoms I was experiencing, it kind of put everything in perspective. And I knew that I had to change my diet. I knew that grains and beans couldn't be the base of my diet anymore. And that I really did have to start to look to animal protein and all the awesome plants that I was eating. So it was a really interesting transition and shift, which took about two to three years overall, more or less. And it was it was ultimately for the better because I did start to feel better. I did start to see the results change in my blood work. There's a lot more to this story because from my mindset perspective, it was really hard. I was so ingrained in a vegetarian vegan way of living. So to kind of change that and change my philosophy and open up my mind to eating animal foods was hard. But again, ultimately, I knew it was better for my body. And when you shifted your diet, you actually went one extreme the other way at first because you had to for healing. You went into the AIP diet. So do you want to talk about that and how you ended up finding your way 
back to a more midline paleoish diet that we're consuming today? Yeah, I was in super healing mode. So I had just found out about the autoimmune protocol, the AIP diet, and I had heard and knew that there was some validity to this being helpful for Hashimoto's. So I took that full on. And yeah, you're right, Jess, I kind of really took everything out that could be a potential food trigger, added in my animal protein, did that for about 30, 60, 90 days. I kind of, you know, was experimenting and playing. And that's really when things started to shift. But I knew that that also wasn't a way that I could eat full time. It is a little bit extreme for a full time diet. So I kind of came back into a paleo way of eating. And luckily throughout this whole transition, you, Jess, were on board with me because you were already considering incorporating animal protein as well. We didn't really talk about the fact that Jesse was vegetarian as well, which was part of my whole philosophy when we first started dating. I wanted to find a vegetarian partner. Jess was vegetarian for his own reasons, but he had wanted to start changing his diet a little bit before me, but he kind of waited for me. So it was interesting that we were able to do this together because I'm pretty much the cook. <laughs> and we weren't even living together in the beginning here. Did I have a choice? You know, you didn't have a choice. So it was nice that we were able to go through this transition together. And we both felt better for it. You know, Jesse didn't have some of the same healing. Jesse didn't have some of the same health issues that I had. But he had, I think, an innate knowing or a deep knowing, you can talk about this, that you wanted to incorporate some animal foods into your diet. I hope you're really enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. Snap a pic and tag me at Healthful Pursuit or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. Yeah, I think because we were both vegetarian and it was early on in our relationship and you had such a strong stance and brand around plants and eating plants that I was dropping hints that I wanted to start including some animal products. And obviously at the time, I don't think you're ready. And I ended up putting that off for a little bit until you were actually ready and both of us evolved together. And it was a slow evolution. And and now again, you went through the AIP diet and then now we're eating a paleoish diet. So, and I guess the point I wanna make here too as well is the fact that who knows where our diet might be five years down the road. I think there's some principles that we would be really shocked if, if we weren't still following. I'm sure we're still going to be eating whole foods and, you know, there's certain other principles that organic and local and things that aren't going to change, but we are open to, you know, certain gaining more information and certain aspects of that diet changing and certain aspects of our lifestyle and on and on. So an important part of this is just transitioning in a healthy way and being open to change. It's really about tuning into your body and honoring what's going on. So as I said, it was really tough for me physically and mentally and emotionally on so many levels to incorporate animal protein. But once I started to see the shifts in the way I was feeling my energy and my blood work, it was just like this deep knowing that I'm doing the right thing. And because we choose good quality animal protein, we would never sacrifice that. We wouldn't eat conventional or factory farmed meats. It's, it's kind of good quality or vegetarian. That's kind of the way we approach it. So when you're making those choices, you feel so good about them. And on a fundamental level, when you're building your body back up and supporting your health, there's just no other way. And it's really important, I think, for people who are out there who are having a challenge with their diet and don't really know what to do, or you're stuck in a certain way of eating because you think that that's how you should be eating. Maybe you believe or someone told you or you're reading a book and you think that the vegetarian diet or the vegan diet or even the keto diet is, you know, supposed to be so good, but maybe for you it's not. So really be open to that evolution in your body and and to different dietary preferences because it, it can change over time. And I think that, and just kind of coming back to my story, because I had made this change and I started incorporating animal protein, I was teaching vegetarian cooking classes. So there, there was definitely, you know, a divide there, not to say that I wasn't able to still continue teaching, but because I was so focused on my health and healing and just the timing of our lives, it was like the right decision to kind of close down shop, no pun intended, literally I had to decide to let go of my lease, change things over to transfer things over to someone else. And then eventually I actually ended up 
taking the whole studio down. That's that's a whole other story. But I wanted to focus so much on my healing and my diet and my life and be able to focus on the podcast and then the opportunity to move out of the city. This all kind of happened relatively quickly, but it was ultimately exactly what my body needed and ultimately what I needed to really figure out where I wanted to go with, you know, my education, things that I want to teach people, how I wanted to express myself. So it's just been an incredible transformation. And while we're talking about diet and being stuck in a certain paradigm, it's important to bring up the fact that it's so easy to get stuck in a certain paradigm because of the way the world works, where if you're, say, eating a vegetarian diet and you start going on YouTube and searching vegetarian then even in the sidebar, you're going to start to see all kinds of other videos that pop up that support that that paradigm. And you're maybe going to start to hang out with other friends that are eating that way and, and go to certain conferences where the people that come in and speak are supporting that way of eating. Everything just kind of blocks you in in this bubble. And I think it's just so important, whether it be diet or politics or whatever it is in life, to study the full spectrum before you commit to your decision. And I think both you and I, if we look back, we were caught up in that world of plant-based eating and following the people that were the quote-unquote gurus in that area. We had to break that bubble and, and expand our, our horizons. For sure. And it's so important to be authentic, too, because that was a big part of it as well as for me to be true to myself and also be able to share to my community, you know, the changes that I had made. And that was that was a whole other, you know, part to the story, too, is just sharing with anyone who followed me that, you know, this is the way I've chosen to eat. This is what I'm going through. I've got Hashimoto's. I'm on this healing journey and take it or leave it. And I know Leanne also had a similar story to this as well with, you know, making a huge change in her diet. So when we had her on our podcast, we talked a lot about this. So it's just an, a really interesting journey to kind of go from one end of the spectrum to the other. But again, as Jesse kind of has said, there's so many core things in there that have stayed the same. And I think a lot of people can probably agree that eating, you know, whole foods, unprocessed, lots of veggies, that goes across the board. And then all the little nuances of what you decide to do for your health, you've got to just take it on full on and, and make sure that you're doing the right thing for your own body. So to come back to the story, you end up slowly transitioning alongside myself to including animal products. I think it was, what was it in the beginning? Eggs. Eggs. You had already been consuming quality cheeses. Yes. Cheese is kind of what made me not vegan for that whole span of time that I was quote unquote vegetarian. So I kind of go to goat cheese every once in a while. So yeah, cheese was kind of always in there. Eggs was the, the first animal protein that I added in. Then fish, chicken and red meat was a little bit later. And now it's it's a staple in our diet, these foods. like These are things that I was really intimidated to cook on my own. I was intimidated to make bone broth. I was afraid to eat dark meat. It was only at first, I'm like, no, nah, just chicken breast. There's no way I'm touching dark meat. And now we go towards the darker meats because they are more nutrient dense and they taste better. So a long transition, went on AIP, I think even a couple few times. And now we found kind of our middle ground with a paleoish diet. Yeah. And that's kind of our, our phrase, paleo-ish, because, hey, you know, for <laughs> for the sake of a label, at least paleo gives people a bit of a an idea of what that is. But we say ish because now after a period of going completely grain-free, we now include a little bit of gluten-free grains here and there. And I'm pregnant right now, which is a whole other part of the story. So I'll explain that later on. But it's, you know, it's, it's given me a little bit more freedom to include foods that I may not have eaten before into my diet. I'm actually able to now and I feel good on these foods. And that's, that's it at the end of the day, you got to feel good, you got to be able to eat these foods. And if you're not getting bloated, and backed up or having a breakout or your hair's not falling out or you're, you know, you're able to sleep properly. Like these are all things to evaluate to make sure that your diet is working for you. So along with the dietary change, I know your fitness has evolved over time too, partially because of the Hashimoto's and partially now because of pregnancy. I mentioned before too, I was into running marathons before and my fitness routine has, has changed a lot over the years too now as well. And I'm more into going for long walks, doing yin and restorative yoga. And yeah, I'm just not interested in going out there for hours every week and beating my body up, running tons of kilometers. And 
again, I'm open to things continuing to evolve. Marm, why don't you talk a little bit about your exercise evolution? Yeah, exercise has always been such a big part of who I am. My, my previous degree in Jesse's as well is in kinesiology and health sciences. So I've always had this tie to the fitness world. I went on to become a personal trainer. So having a core exercise routine has been part of my life for many, many years and relatively an intense one. I've always been drawn to spin classes and, you know, hardcore classes that kind of push the body a little bit more, or I would go for runs. I haven't done too many marathons like Jesse, but I like to go for short, fast runs, doing weight training. So that's been a big part of my life. But when I was going through this journey of healing, and it's a funny time because with Hashimoto's, one of the symptoms can be weight gain or feeling really bloated, really puffy. So the natural inclination is to work out more. I got to lose this weight. I'm not feeling good or I'm feeling puffy. And you just think that, you know, more is better. But through my learning and through listening to my own body's intuition, I realized that slowing down and, you know, taking the pace down a little bit was was ultimately better for my body. So I started to embrace things like walking or a longer bike ride, yin yoga, all the stuff that Jesse's into now, which is nice. We get to do these together and making that part of my fitness routine or if I'm doing exercising at home, which is always nice, as opposed to going to a gym, I was able to, you know, stop if I didn't want to continue a video or I could do as many kettlebell swings as I wanted to, as opposed to pushing myself so hard. So I have really slowed down and toned down my exercise routine. And especially now, yes, I am pregnant. So I am really moderating that. Although I've kept exercise part of my routine during pregnancy in the first trimester, I really scaled it back. I just wasn't into it. But throughout the second trimester, now I'm just in the third trimester, I have a nice routine going between some yoga, some yin yoga, some prenatal yoga, and some fitness videos that I'm doing at home. And I'm able to keep my body moving without pushing my body too hard. Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. Superfat is a certified keto and paleo line of macadamia and almond-based convenient on-the-go nut butter pouches with five different dairy-free flavors, including MCT probiotic protein nut butter, uses sunflower seed protein, which is a major win. No pea protein, yeah! And Nitro Coffee MCT. My favorite flavor is cacao coconut, lightly sweet, perfectly salted, and so chocolatey. With 22 grams of plant-based fats, 3 grams of net carbs, 2 grams of sugars with no added sugar, 5 grams of protein, 6 grams of fiber. I chow down on super fat when we're sailing, pack them in my trail bag, and on long flights for easy fat on the go. Each pouch contains about 50% more than other nut butter pouches with healthy Healthy plant-based fats found in super fat support sustained levels of energy, cognition, and mental clarity. Macadamia nuts are found in all flavors and are scientifically proven to help speed up fat metabolism, plus they taste so good. Use the code LEANNE for 15% off when you go to superfat.com. Again, that's LEANNE at superfat.com for 15% off your order. Enjoy! So coming back to the store here... You end up closing down your food studio. We decide we're going to move out of the big city of Toronto to my hometown of Windsor. And so this is about April 2017. We moved to Windsor. And it was just over a year later, we ended up getting married just outside the city here. So another big life transition. And so we're married. We're living in Windsor. And we know we want to have kids. We've talked about this since the early days of us dating. And we ended up getting married in the summertime. We went on our honeymoon to Bali in the fall that year, 2018. And we end up going to Florida that winter. And in Florida, we decide we're going to come back and we're going to try and get pregnant. So now we're married. We're on to the next big chapter of our lives. And do you want to explain how, how that all came together? How we made a baby? Hmm. <laughs> So, well, I'm actually going to scale back a little bit and just talk about a goal of ours, you know, as a couple. And I think as part of being in a healthy relationship is 
talking about some of these things early on. And Jesse and I had some core values in place. We knew we wanted to get married. We knew we wanted kids early on. And it wasn't a matter of which order. We didn't necessarily know. I think at one point we even said we would have a kid before getting married um, because we just you know, didn't necessarily care about the whole wedding thing as as a first step in the process. But as things changed and as we, you know, as Jesse said, we moved to cities and settled in, we decided that getting married was going to be the next step and it was a beautiful wedding. And then when we went on to decide to have kids, which is where we're at now, it was, it was just such a you know, I hate to use the word perfect, but for us, it was the perfect timing because of all these transitions that we've made over the years with our health, our careers, moving cities. We wanted to probably two, three years ago, have a kid. We talked about it and we ended up getting a dog, which we love. And she's our little baby. She'll be four years old on Christmas. But we knew that having a kid was just like the right next step for us. And, and this is the year that happened to work out. You know, we're, we're 38 years old. We're in this phase where, you know, financially things are stable. Our home is in a good place and mentally we're in a great place and we're just really excited. So maybe all those things miraculously allowed us to get pregnant relatively easily, which I think also came from, you know, both of us being committed to our health and well-being and really doing everything beforehand. And I think that's something we can maybe get into a little bit is if someone is listening and whether you're having challenges with getting pregnant or it's something that you're thinking about in the future, make sure you take care of all these pillars of your health in terms of your diet and your home in terms of toxins in your home, what you're putting on your skin, what you're exposed to. Maybe you're working a job where you're exposed to fumes every day. Like there could be all these contributing factors that might be affecting your health and your fertility. So it's really important early on to take that into consideration. Of course, everyone has a unique circumstance, but I think because Jesse and I had spent so much of our life you know, we're 38 years old, being healthy. And for the better part of it, we're not smokers, we're not drinkers. We, you know, take everything very seriously when it comes to our health. I think all of that has played a really big part in allowing us to get pregnant. So that's a whole other kind of part of the conversation, but I think it's really important to address. So touching back on something you had mentioned previously a minute or two ago, we were finally ready to have a baby at this time. We'd been through a lot of transitions and life had come together and we had gained somewhat simplicity in our life and we were ready to have a baby. Marnie mentioned we got pregnant relatively quickly and at the time of this recording, we've actually just entered the third trimester of the pregnancy. So we're getting close to the end. We're really excited. We actually haven't found out what the sex of the baby is. So that's gonna be a big surprise on, on the day of birth. And we've just been doing so much research and getting excited together about this next chapter in our lives. And we couldn't be more excited. Yeah, and we're committed to having a natural birth. We've been having a natural pregnancy. And that all that means is we're just doing everything as holistically and naturally as possible. We've minimized interventions or as many as we can. Uh, we're not doing all the tests and all the screenings. Some of them, yes, and, you know, the necessary ones, but not all the ones that are thrown at you. And I think that's really important, too, is when you're going through that journey, there can be a lot of fear instilled in moms to be as to you have to take this test and you have to get this blood screening. And I think you just need to do your research and then just do what you feel comfortable with and try your best not to be bullied into anything that doesn't feel right. And then when it comes to the actual birth, our, our goal and our dream is to have a home birth and hopefully it works out that way. We have planned for that. We want to have a water birth at home. And yeah, we're just, we're so excited to meet this little creature that's bouncing around my belly right now. And it's just going to bring us into a whole new phase. I'm sure if we did a podcast a year from now, we're going to have a whole new perspective on life as new parents. So for any parents who are listening right now, you know, I give you a lot of credit because it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing journey and any woman who has carried a baby. It's just such a fascinating, um, unbelievable journey. And I'm, I'm really embracing it full on. So we're just excited. And, you know, I alluded to our dog earlier. So we do have a dog. We've been Australian Shepherd and she's 
a huge part of our life. And for any dog lovers, and I know Leanne is a dog lover, um, but anyone who's listening right now who is, you know, a pet owner, you know how important they are to your health and to your well-being. So many of the things we talked about today, you know, our, our, our little girl, Goji, has been a big part of, and she also contributes to who Jesse and I are as people, and of course the parents we're going to be, but also she's a stress reliever. She's a form of activity for us. Um, we nurture her and that, you know, that's a big part of her well-being is, you know, we feed her a raw diet. We give her so much love. We give her good supplements. We've minimized the interventions in her life as well in terms of vaccines. We delayed her spay. We've got episodes on a lot of these topics. If you want to learn more about this stuff, please check out the Ultimate Health Podcast. But uh, yeah, so she's been a huge part of our journey and we're excited that she is four years old, which is a great age to be for us bringing in a human baby into our life. So yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't not talk about Goji and the impact that pets have on our well-being. We love her so much. And throughout the conversation, you can tell we live a really alternative life compared to the mainstream. And what I want to throw out there, I think it's just so important for people to do the research in all realms and see what different options are available and then decide what's right for you. And I'm really excited about the life Marnie and I are now living and, and we've lived up to this point. And one thing I really want to give us credit for is being critical thinkers and people that, again, are looking at all the different options for all the different facets of our life and then doing what feels right in our heart and not to the best of our ability, allowing outside influences to come in and influence us. So when it comes to our diet, when it comes to where we're living, when it comes to everything we do, we, we have our own perspective. And luckily, Marnie and I share the same principles in life and the same core beliefs, which makes it really easy. And we, I think part of that was actually getting together later in life where we had had time to, you know, do a lot of different things and date and, and experience life and figure out what is right for us. And then when we found each other, we were pretty formed as people and we knew that we were really aligned at the core. So one thing we're going to continue to do, though, is to not get caught up in dogma, caught up in a box, continue to research and make critical decisions. And, and again, I'm just happy we've been able to do that to this point. And, and I want people to really try and take that away from this. Yeah. And the other important theme is just being open to evolution, being open to change and just letting things flow. And that's what's happened in our lives. And no pun intended, we've let things really unravel organically. And, you know, we've made a lot of decisions along the way and maybe dodged some curveballs, maybe chosen the harder path, you know, with Jesse leaving a professional career and going into the online space. Like there's, there's so many things there, but let it unfold, explore it, especially if it feels right and have fun along the way. And we just can't say enough for the life we're living right now. We love our home. We love each other. We love our dog, our career. Things have really come together for us. We're really grateful and we talk about it all the time. And I just want to put out there for people, you can change. If you're in a position right now where you're not happy, you know, you only live once and you really want to make small steps towards living whatever your dream is. And all I can say is Marnie and I are definitely doing that and we're really lucky to be in this position. So on that note, I'll end with making sure that you subscribe to our podcast, The Ultimate Health Podcast. So you can go to ultimatehealthpodcast.com and you can find our podcasts on all the various mediums. I'll let Jesse share what those are. Yeah, right across the board. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You name it, we're, we're in it. So you can find us super easy. And we also have apps that are totally free that you can download to your device, whether you have an iPhone or an Android. Yeah, so you can go into the respective stores, download our free app, and then you're going to get each and every one of our episodes as they're released, delivered right to your app. So those are great. And be sure you're following our adventures on Instagram. We have an Instagram that we're contributing to on a daily basis at Ultimate Health Podcast. And we have a lot of fun with that. And what we do is we didn't really get into the what our show is all about. Marnie and I interview experts from around the world. 
and I'm sure there's a ton of overlap. We've had Leanne actually on our show a couple times, but I'm sure guest wise, we've had a lot of overlap with Leanne's podcast and we're doing these weekly interviews, learning so much, continuing to share our journey through social media. And again, just super grateful. Yeah, and we do a couple of our own shows as well. So you're going to get something more recently we do called Focus Friday episodes, which are kind of zeroed in on a topic. We've done a couple of pregnancy episodes. We'll talk about chemicals. There's a lot of content there. So you can either search by guest or you can search by topic. And we have about 325 episodes out as of right now today. So we hope you follow us along. And we want to thank Leanne so much for the opportunity for us to share our story a little bit about who we are and we're just excited to be connected with this community thank you lan we had a lot of fun doing this and i hope you as a listener got a lot from it hearing our story hearing our evolution and realizing that you can do whatever it is in your heart you want to do and just start taking small steps towards it and you never know where you're going to be looking forward necessarily. We're looking back and everything is just making sense. But looking forward, there was a lot of uphill and a lot of challenges. We had fun doing it together. And now we're just ever so grateful. Thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. Take care. Take care. Okay, next up on the podcast, episode 232, Sunday, February 16th, I'm sharing my amenorrhea story. And then on Wednesday, February 19th, episode 233, my friend Dr. Nikki Steinberger is coming on to chat about your thoughts and how they affect your health. So stay tuned for that and I will see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor should it be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. 